1: Hey, it's Kyle Clark with the Nerdist Community Cockboard.
2: That was a good one. You got a little Michael McDonald at the end there.
1: It's a Nerdist Community Cockboard. All
2: right, now everybody stop right there. Kyle Grab
1: Clark's your a walk-around Muppet.
2: That's made it into my act. What? I've started talking Muppet? about being a walk-around Muppet. You are. I quote you for that. If you
1: swing your arms more, if you just pretend your hands are heavier than you are, than you can I be... actually just
2: stop doing that because I used to walk like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo when I was in high school. Oh, you did? Yeah. Was, uh, sometimes your arms are growing a little long and they just sort of go. What's going on in the mystery machine? Just bad 80s comedy premises <laughs> With Michael Jackson. <Jungle.
1: laughs> How come socks have tiny hangers?
2: Oh, what a career he could have had in that direction.
1: Where do all of the socks go?
2: Now I just want to hear Jerry Seinfeld singing some Michael McDonald songs. What? I can't do that one. <laughs> It's like the chameleon who walks in front of the plaid. I keep forgetting I'm
1: not in love anymore. <laughs>
2: there we go. What a fool believes. That was pretty good, George. <laughs> so this first uh, community cork board posting is from
1: first da- poster from Carol.
2: It's a David Zegler, and he wrote a book called "The Making of Diabetes: The Musical, the Graphic Novel."
1: David.
2: <laughs> and it's a prose book that then periodically interrupts itself to be a graphic novel that also has a script for a musical that the character is writing.
1: Prose interruptors. So
2: I can only imagine that the book is just a perfect circle or like orb out of phantasm. <laughs> Because it's just uh, slowly a snake eating its own tail.
1: Aliens being squashed down from the gravity.
2: I'm (laughs) now just doing Michael McDonald. Doing the plots of, spoiler plots from from 70s horror movies. That really needs to be a web series we do for the channel. (laughs) Michael McDonald spoils 70s movies. (laughs) Look
1: out for the tall man. (laughs) Have
2: you ever seen the extended cut of that? Like... I, my roommate in college was obsessed with Phantasm, so I know way too much about that franchise. There's a couple of deleted scenes in that movie that address things that happen later in the movie that you need to know. It's really weird.
1: Oh yeah, the, the movie, the original movie, the original the way it cuts, was, is sort it, of puzzling. It's real like, choppy,
2: and wait, you what? see they shot those scenes like. <laughs> I saw it probably ten times, then saw like an extent. i like, no, that's real necessary information. I think what happened
1: is that the uh, that the '70s happened. The '70s happened, and then the cut of the movie, uh, the original cut of the movie, was wandering through a mausoleum, and then an orb with a drill (laughs) came through and just like sucked a lot of the juice out of it. (laughs) I think think that's what happened. (laughs) And
2: creepy Jawa knockoffs. Yes, Oh, so good. What's next on the
1: cardboard? All
2: right, so this one, uh, if anybody goes to this, I want you to respond to events at Nerdist.com because Tom Miller's wife uh, is holding a cosplay round table in uh, Ontario, Canada. Okay. (laughs) She wants all of the cosplayers of Ontario to uh, meet up at the Prowse Pottery and Soap Company at 116 Ottawa Street in uh, Hamlin, Ontario. And they're uh, going to do a meetup to try to figure out how to like maximize the community of cosplayers at any expertise level in Canada.
1: Enjoy your poutine! <laughs>
2: uh, now, uh, Tom, uh, I'm going to be honest. I noticed right now you didn't put a ev- uh, date for your wife's event. <laughs> so really, really screwing her over on this. But uh, somebody just go hang out there. At Take the uh, at the Pottery out. and Soap Company, because and just dress up as a kid superhero, and I imagine somebody will be like, they'll tell you the date. Because I this, keep
1: forgetting to put a date in this email. I keep forgetting how to properly promote cosplay. <laughs>
2: That's actually got a good, good little yeah. vocal hook there. That yeah. was. I was sort of like, all right, and then I was like, oh, that's actually catchy. I
1: keep forgetting that all Canadians say. Hey. <laughs> I keep forgetting. I just
2: like the idea of a bunch of polite people dressed as superheroes, like meeting in a soap store. <laughs> is this the day? Like a bunch of people show up every day. <laughs> just start doing it every day. Let's make this a <laughs> Let's make this a Tuesdays with Maury situation. People just slowly learn to love again.
1: This episode is Robin Lord Taylor, who could not be a sweeter dude. He was uh, – well, first of all, he, he played Sam on Walking Dead, so he had a couple-episode arc on Walking Dead. And, of course, you know him as Oswald Cobblepot, a.k.a. the Penguin in uh, Gotham. The who? Penguin. Oh. Uh, oh. My mom My mom used to call it a penguin when I was a kid. Oh, she go adorable. look at the penguins. Aww. I think maybe Sharon. I might have said penguins. And so she – She took it on? She, she took it on and, and reflected it back at me to teach me a lesson because I was <laughs> stupid. And she was right to do it. <laughs> in your children Robin Lord Taylor is uh, the final season of Gotham is this Monday, May 4th at 8pm uh, I adore this man and You mean final episode The final episode of the, the season finale Yeah, that's the one Yeah. What did I say? Final season The, the season finale
2: And in my brain, it immediately went to that Well, wow, Gotham's been on for way longer than I remember <laughs> It there was it, a ten, it? strong 10-year run The year is 2023 20,
1: uh, Man, we really got these backlogged for a while <laughs> Yep, that's right This is episode number 6070. (laughs) Somewhere Matt just got a little shiver. 6071. Episode Nervous Podcast number 671 with Robin Lord Taylor. (laughs) Now
0: entering Nerdist.com.
1: Yes, congratulations! Thank you. I don't. I mean, I don't know what to do with that now. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess I. Uh, I don't know. I think know. you tell everybody all the time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, this webby shirt? Mm-hmm. It's don't worry no, about it. It's not. No, it's cool. You it's, wouldn't understand. It was a little it. thing. It's we a did. thing that. Winners like me get, but mm-hmm. don't worry about it. I'm you'll sure. You'll get one someday. You'll probably You're get fine. one someday. Someday. At some, or maybe I mean, you at some won't, point.
3: but it's okay.
1: But it, <laughs> it's, it's all good. You <laughs> couldn't have this one. This one's mine. <laughs> yeah, but right. you could have your, maybe you'll have your own.
3: Maybe you'll have your own. <laughs> have your own. Make a web series. Figure it yeah, out. Yeah. Maybe. It's yeah. tough.
1: It's not easy. You have
3: great tweets. You have you really
1: know, good, your social out. media is really, your Instagrams are that cat. One point. Your cat a, eating salad was, because cats don't eat salad. I
3: Yeah. That an Award just, winning cat salad
1: picture. So, uh, you're tuning in right now, tuning in, uh, listening to Cat Salad with Chris Hardwick and Robin Lord Taylor. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> would Cat Salad do you think that would be about cats eating salad? Or would that be like like putting a bunch of cats in a bowl and taking pictures Either of them?
3: Either way, I'm into it. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. I mean, Spaghetti Cat was a big moment for me, <laughs> and I know that. Does anyone even remember Spaghetti Cat? Like, that was. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? No, I don't know.
1: That's so it's, fucking funny. Yeah,
3: that was that
1: was my jam. Um, Still is my jam. It is. It wasn't. It's not a former. No, jam. it
3: doesn't go. Spaghetti cat never never goes away.
1: Now is your hair not normally jet black? this no. is for Oswald.
3: This is for Oswald. Yes, yeah. I am naturally blonde as blonde. Can
1: Do you like? Did, yeah. did you dye your hair before you auditioned for the show? Or were they like, we gotta dye? We gotta dye.
3: No, yeah, I was blonde at the audition, at the callback, and then they were like, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> you're completely changing your appearance for the show. And of course I was totally fine with that. And you know, I've, do you like being goth? With- it's okay. Yeah. It's a thing. It's a choice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, like
3: I catch my reflection and I still to this day, like have moments where I'm like, Oh, oh that's me. Yeah. Uh, okay. I All would right. think,
1: I would think out of that group, Oswald would probably be the goth kid. Uh, for yeah. sure. Oh my God. Yeah.
3: Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm I'm, 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 you know, I listen to the Smiths. <laughs> I, go, I do a lot of research. <laughs> the Clash. I'm all about it. Yeah.
1: I just feel like Oswald followed Morrissey around for a oh, while. Definitely. He, was really, he went on the tour. Went on the tour. Yeah. Snuck yeah. backstage. Tried
3: to be a vegetarian for a second. Didn't work.
1: Out. It didn't work. It, no. it, it, yeah. And, and then until, until Morrissey was like, meat is murder. And right, He was right. like, what? No. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. You yeah. lost me. He wanted a tuna sandwich.
2: You lost, lost me. <laughs> was, yeah. That's
3: what
1: he wanted. <laughs> he, he really wanted that. Murder is murder. I mean, the, let's just get beyond that too. I mean, you well, know. yeah, that's yeah. a whole other thing. Yeah. Murder—that's a whole other, whole other.
3: Uh, what, yeah, what would that be? Humanitarian? Like, yeah, <laughs>
1: totally. Oswald isn't that. You know, I—I uh, I had when you came on Talking Dead. I before like the the day before you came on, and they were like, "Oh, and Robin played Sam." I'm like, "Oh my God, that's right!" Right? Yes. I I just did not make I had not made the connection. No, my my life is
3: divided between two people: people who knew me before, people who know me after. And to this day, when I see the people who knew me before, they have a moment where they're like, "Like they, I will be like four feet away from them on the street, and they still they won't know it's me until I'm like."
1: Right, like, in their, right, right in their right in their face, face. Yeah. yeah. Sam uh, had a pretty brutal. It was rough for Sam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, top, the zombie it. apocalypse is very difficult.
3: Robin, I, I, I would not be un, like that different from if I were
1: in that situation. <laughs> I don't think I think would be very. Oh, enough. I wouldn't have made it that far. Like, I, uh, yeah. Sam made it a, a, quite a way. He was lucky to meet Rick. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that was he had it. a girlfriend for a while. I know like... he was
3: good. He was doing fine. He got Rick's, Rick's watch, and then we, and then it was terminus, and that.
1: Rick um, is, um, I think. Uh, the opposite of whatever a lucky rabbit's foot is, <laughs> because oh, yeah. everyone, they come in contact, absolutely.
3: And even then, it's not like guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, you could be Rick's BFF, and obviously,
1: it's and not obviously really, not. No, it's not gonna. It's not gonna work out, Beth. But Can now you've got this. Awful, you've got this crazy huge show, which uh, I mean, it's th- that. It's very rare that you get a job that changes everything overnight. Usually, yeah. it's just like. Oh, you've been working for like twelve or fifteen years, and finally people go, "Yeah, that guy." But you like just snatched the public's eye.
3: Yeah, but and I had been around for like twelve. 15, you know, like I've been doing, you know, I'd like professional, like I went to New York right after graduating and then, I, uh, you know, kicked it and did the, the commercials and
1: the law and orders, the 12 year overnight the, success. You were on law and order. Yes. Which, which law and orders were you on? I was
3: on the original law and order three separate times. Burn, burn. Which Dif- one?
1: Different characters.
3: The, 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 the no, the, but like the, what was the, your, oh, oh, which one? Okay. Yeah. So the first character I played was, I uh, an escape, an escapee from a, uh, Christian, like, molesting cult. Okay. You know. Sure. At sure. Uh, the second role who was... the was, DA?
1: Was it McCoy? I, I didn't even make...
3: I was just one of the... I was in the house
1: that... You I, were part of the law, yeah, not they, the they, order. Uh,
3: it was uh, Dennis Farina was... Oh. Yeah. Got and, it. And Jesse L. Martin, like, broke down the door and I was there. Nice. And, okay. Yeah. Uh, the second one, I was the uh, car stereo installer uh, with tattoos who witnessed... T- Something <laughs> I don't, don't, can't tell you what that is. Uh, and then the third one, I played, <laughs> I played a, a, a gay murderer or a, a gay basher. I don't. It's unclear if the character was gay, but I killed uh, Cheyenne Jackson's boyfriend in front of
1: a gay bar. Oh, yeah. Did you? You got convicted, right? Uh yes. Okay. Finally, good. good.
3: Yeah. It, it. You know, for a second we didn't know. No. For a second I may have gotten off.
1: But at the end, end, it came out all the... The dum-dum came out. I always wanted to be in a... I did a CSI, but I never did a Law & Order. Well, you live in L.A. I know, that's the problem. I know, just just for a a minute. But it's not... Is Law & Order still
3: on, or is it not on? No, the the original is not on. uh, SVU is on. I was on that as well.
1: Played a rapist. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it just... If you're a guest star on Law & Order, you've done something horrible. You've done something terrible. Yeah, Yeah. there's no... You're just going to be... You're gonna be not a, but it's ironic now. Now I'd love to see Oswald on Law and Order. Like that'd be a great. Oh yeah, that would be an amazing episode. He
3: would totally get off. He would not like
1: Law and Order Gotham.
3: Yeah, right. Yes, crossover. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Do NBC and Fox talk? I mean, can we? Is it possible to make that
1: (laughs) happen? Because that'd be really rad. (laughs) That's, uh, and I, and I know you did some, you did some stuff with Billy Eichner for a while, right? You guys, did you go to Edinburgh?
3: Uh, yes, we did. Yes. Billy and I, Billy Eichner is one of my best friends. We went to Northwestern together and then, uh, after we graduated, we, well, we lived together in Northwestern, lived together in New York for several years. And in that time we created a show called creation nation Mm -hmm. in which we, um, we sort of, uh, developed his man on the street persona. thing. Uh, yeah which has obviously like completely taken off for him he's like unbelievably good at it we actually we initially tried to do it the both of us where we were both talking to people and it was very clear from the first day that i cannot deal.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> that's a very specific skill absolutely set absolutely
3: horrified yeah that's talking a- to, yeah yeah he is completely fearless when it comes to that. I, however, am not, I went behind the camera and I was holding the camera while he would say insane things to people on the streets of New York city. And anyway, but, but yeah, then we, we, we took the show to Edinburgh. We, we sold a script to Bravo. It was like, it was a really amazing, it was an amazing moment. And yeah. And I got to like, you know, meet Joan rivers three times, which I mean, the best
1: live. I just, I mean, I can't, I can't tell you. She's, yeah, yeah. Did you get to hang out with her to any extent?
3: A little bit. I mean, like, when well, she was at Edinburgh as well, like, when we were there. And so I, uh, so we, she had a show and we went backstage and we were, like, hanging out and talking to her and stuff. And, like, she, honestly, like, the the nicest woman in show business I have yet to meet to this day. Like, unbelievably supportive of young people, of new talent, of just, you know, you know, uh, s- she was such a huge influence on myself and Billy of course. And you know, yeah, everything like I, yeah, I just bow down to her memory.
1: So your, your, your background, well, I would imagine is your background more in just general acting and theater or did you want to specifically focus on comedy?
3: It was uh, general acting and theater definitely. And, uh, But, but, you know, randomly, like, like through my friendship with Billy, like, you know, it was, it was a, it was a good match because, well, you know, Billy obviously is Billy who is a comedic genius and and you know it was very clear from the beginning like our dynamic on stage with like I was very obviously the straight man and so like I learned early on there is no going <laughs> up against Billy Eichner especially when there's a live audience like you are going to lose so I learned you know to basically do the exact opposite of what he was doing you know which was to listen yeah. and like you know and you know be receptive and and you know like carry you know help carry the load in that way but like uh, but yeah, but, but yeah, my my background was always in theater and and the you know the
1: the drama and so how theatrical all. I mean because obviously with Oswald you want to he's a he's technically a very big character but you still want to root him yes and so there is that sort of you know I, I almost feel like. I mean this sounds crazy, but since there's since since this subgenre is so prevalent right now, I almost feel like there should be a uh, a comic book acting class <laughs> which sort of teaches you to kind of straddle that line between it's like okay you, you know your character's gonna make some very bold choices, yeah. but you still because the, the the genre looks so gritty now and so like real you know it's like you you gotta have to straddle these two lines totally
3: absolutely, and i well, and that's i mean I give. All credit to Bruno Heller, who is our showrunner, showrunner who who did uh, Rome and The Mentalist, and you know, of course, now Gotham. He he, you know, created like the language for the character, and also like you know, just the you know, the, the, where he's coming from, like that that that, uh, and and also tied it into the comics. Like when I when I got the job, I went you know, we, we were really lucky, and to completely nerd out. Uh, I got to meet Jeff Johns, who's the uh-huh. head of DC and, of and, you know, like, you know, insane. And then I said to him, I was like, you know, if you know of any, if you know of any comics that, you know, address <clears throat> like Oswald's background or, you know, any sort of like origin stuff, like in the canon, like, you know, just let me know the titles. I'll go find them or whatever. He was like, no, what's your address? And then he sends me like three days later, like a hand selected. You know comics about that you know specifically about oswald's journey like to where he ends up and you know that really addressed his background and then you know through that I learned that he was a bullied kid and you know it was like that that's what really hooked me into like the humanity of the character and something that I could really identify with and make more help me make him more of a you know a a three-dimensional person as opposed to just a villain you know, yeah, because like otherwise, nightly whiplash doing evil things exactly, for the sake of be- being evil yeah.
1: exactly. <laughs> otherwise, it's just the sort of you know two dimensional, kitschy old Batman series where it's like Ram just evil, quang quang quang, right? Quang.
3: Which there is nothing wrong with that.
1: No, yeah. that was that's fun. I, for just
3: Meredith, I,
1: <laughs> I mean, amazing, like. But probably wouldn't work so well Not for this with, iteration With this
3: iteration exactly, because really, yeah, that's what they're going for is they're going for like the actual humanity of these characters and like trying to find like yeah, like you said, like straddle that line between like reality and comic and fantasy and you know, and figure out like where in between we can you know create these characters have
1: you been you must have been to conventions at this point, have you been to comic cons, yeah, to, yeah.
3: yeah. It's amazing <laughs> <laughs> it's insane, I mean, my life in this last year has just been like I, I, like I, to go from where I was a year ago to then having fans, it's like it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a, it's amazing. Like I mean, you want to be as an actor, you want to be in something that people respond to and that you know really touches them. And I I feel like you know, like at least with the people that I've met through the conventions, like you know that's been very clear and very validating like having people come up and be like you know like you you know what you're doing is great and like you know i really love your character and i love how you know all this stuff and that's really amazing to hear and then at the same time like uh someone will come up and like immediately like burst into tears and i don't know what to, like, <laughs> I, I, like uh, it's so flattering but no one no one prepares you for that and it's i like, think
1: what you're supposed to do and i'm not sure oh yeah okay. i think you're supposed to just uh, place your tongue right at their chin and just lick the tear up oh, the side oh, of their face. Good.
3: Okay, next. Yeah, good And then to you know. just
1: keep walking. Cool. I think that's what's supposed to cool. be. I, I can't... I'm not 100% sure. Can, are we taking that, a
3: note of that? Okay, so San Diego. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well,
1: yeah. That's, that, that, that's what we'll do. Make sure everyone's over 18. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, excuse yeah. me, how old are you? 19? All right. And then you keep walking. Yeah, and then you keep walking. Yeah. And I think that will start to create the... It'd be funny, it's just like you, you start to create the mythos of... Robin, Robin is becoming like this. You're merging the character of yeah. you and him,
3: and licking faces,
1: and licking faces.
3: Yeah, I think uh, I'm so glad I'm. You, I'm so I've glad been to a lot right of. Now. I've been going <laughs> to
1: cons for years, and so this is pretty. This is this is what you're supposed cool, to do. Cool, cool. Yeah, bad yeah. con advice. From your, yeah, look people's faces. <laughs> but it is, it is, and and it's also kind of funny that, because um, to a certain extent, you must kind of feel like. Hey, don't relate to him too much. Uh, Yeah, right. Exactly. Like technically, still a villain. Technically, he's
3: a horrible person. Like you know, like he doesn't really respect human life to the extent that we all should. You know, and but you yeah, and that's and yeah, it's that's an interesting thing where people you know on, on Twitter and whatnot when they're like, I
1: love your character so much, and it's like
3: okay, you know, you should,
1: (laughs) sure, but. uh, Well, because he, you know, because I think most people will identify more with the outcasts than they will, you know, the hero. True. The hero is fun to watch, you know, beat the shit out of people, but but most people will relate to, oh, the outcasts. Yeah, I can, you know, if one or two more things were slightly different in my life, I could be a villain.
3: Right, yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, And, and that's the thing is that like, you know, Again, like, knowing, like, his backstory and, and you know, and I, and I think it's a true thing for all characters. Like, if you know where they're coming from, there is sympathy there that automatically comes into play. Like, like once you understand someone, you really understand them and, and what they've gone through, whether or not that's been explicit in the show, you know, like, still, I think, like, that's what we're trying to bring to it. And I think that's what – I <laughs> hope that's what people are responding to is just the fact that, like, you know, they recognize, you know – what it feels like to be an outsider, what it feels like to be, you know, treated like less of a person because of the way you look or, mm-hmm. or you know, what your interests are, which is, you know, what Ozil went through. Also being like, you know, a first generation American, like, you know, like all of that stuff like plays into his psychology and plays into like his incessant need for to be. Uh, for power and also to 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 be recognized as someone who is worthwhile and who you know deserves certain you know things that other people have gotten just because of the way they are you know sure. whereas the, he has not had that you know so I think I think that's what people are responding. What's to
1: your right? favorite part of him?
3: My favorite part of him is his ambition. I mean, you know, like I just the, and and with that his 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 cunning like like the fact that he can you know look. Not just one step ahead of everybody, but he he really does make an effort to like the person he's talking to and interacting with. He's figuring out who they are and basically plotting like every possible move that they would right. make in that situation. Uh, I I I respond to that because I think that like there is a sim like he really uh, makes an effort as as I think a defense mechanism, which is something I identify with. Um, you know, ingratiating himself to someone so much to the point where like, and I don't take it this far, but where he like can actually manipulate them and get them on his side Mm -hmm. to then do his, you know, his bidding or to, you know, right. So that he knows where they're coming from and he can like plot what they're going to do and then work his way around that. Like, you know, like, and I understand, like, you know, I grew up in a very small town in Iowa. And, uh, I was, you know, it was very Friday night lights. I, <laughs> I, I don't do the sports. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, 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 too. Yay. Hey. All right. Whee. Um, and, uh, so, and, you know, and I was like, you know, in a, you know, involved in theater in a small town where they didn't, you know, they, they, you know, understood, but didn't, it wasn't the popular thing to do. Right. obviously. And, uh, and so I understood what it was like to, and you know, also being an overweight kid, like I understood what it was like to feel, like, less than and not equal to my peers. And my defense mechanism was very similar in the sense where, like, I was like, I'm going to be funny and everybody's best friend and be, like, super nice and, you know, just ingratiate myself to everybody, you know, with the hopes that they won't, Beat the shit out of me once, once school is over. You know? I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I know that mechanism. Well, yeah. I know that mechanism yeah. really well. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a thing we do. It's a survival mechanism. It, it really is. And I think that, that, uh, you know, that's another human aspect of like, obviously the penguin and Oswald, you know, it's this huge, you know, it, it, you know, it's, a, it's a Batman supervillain, but I feel like that is the human part of him that I'm really trying to bring to the forefront.
1: You know, was it? Do you have siblings? I do. Are they sportsy? No.
3: Well, I, I have one. I have, I have a I have a younger sister who is an opera singer. Oh wow! But she was also, I mean, but, you know, she was also like
1: popular. Okay. Yeah.
3: You know, uh, she was <laughs> a cheerleader.
1: Oh, you gotcha, know, gotcha. That, yeah. A
3: cheerleading opera singer. Cheerleading opera singer. I've well, never heard. That's on um, the pipes for that. That's too. amazing. I mean, she could project. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She. Um. And she, you know, she. And and also there's a, there's a difference, like <laughs> I'm not a singer, but being a singer in theater in a small town is much easier to wrap your brain around. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, she's got talent, you know, yeah. whereas like being, you know, playing Peter in, you know, uh, <laughs> the Diary of Anne Frank, you know, it's not quite as respected or understood. You know, I don't know. It's like it is not as clear of a thing, I guess. You know, but
1: uh, are you okay? Were you okay with that? I mean, in in the sense that, you know, if you had been super popular, if you had gotten all that stuff really easily, you know, you maybe you wouldn't have developed the way that you turned out and had the talents that you had and pursued the things that you pursued. So totally, is, is it kind of a. Do you embrace it? Absolutely.
3: I mean, I completely embrace, you know, everything – you know, everything I – you know, it's the cli- – it, well, cliche or whatever it is. Like, you know, everything I went through led me to being here with you sure, of so, course. like, of course you can't really, like, look back and regret anything because, you know, obviously it made me who I am and it made me, like, you know, really, like I, – I think, like – maybe really help me really understand a character like Oswald, you know, and, and also other characters that I've played in the past, you know, like I've always sort of played, you know, like, <laughs> like we can go back through our, my law and order <laughs> resume, <laughs> but you know, it was like, you know, like, you know, every, there, there has been an undercurrent of that kind of, of, um, you know, characters that are misunderstood and, and, you know, having just, you know, even though like I was never bullied to the extent that Oswald was, and I was always very, you know, supported by I had an incredibly supportive family and, you know, and, and I did have friends in high school. It was not like I was, you know, uh, you know, complete outcast or anything, right. but, uh, but um, but yeah, but but that all did you know help me at least like understand that kind of psych- psychology, and I think that's the reason why I like sort of been cast in that sort of way in a majority of my roles that I've played.
1: So you say you were an overweight kid. Yeah was that a was that a psychological thing, or was that just a was it just a physical thing? It's like oh, I wasn't really paying attention, and then
3: I think it was both. Like I think it was like well, I mean you know I don't think I went through puberty until like I was 19 years old. You know <laughs> what I mean, so <laughs> I think, but yeah, that probably paid. Like played into it a little bit. I mean, a lot of it too is like, you know, with uh, you know, like being like being gay in like a high school in the middle of Iowa in the '90s. Not the best wait, situation. Wait a minute, what? Yeah, right.
1: Shocker. It's really hard to believe. Everyone, bl- hold on I to mean, your seats. Come on, a second, right? Yeah. So after Friday Night Lights, they didn't go out for show tunes? <laughs> no. Okay, that's. I, this is a whole different. You know, if I was running that show, they would have.
3: <laughs> I want a glee Friday Night Lights <laughs> mashup. I am calling Ryan Murphy when we get out of
1: here. I mean, um, you're mashing up the the best of both. Right? Both worlds. Yeah. I think.
3: I think that's what we want. Yeah, America's it is
1: ready. Did uh, Was it something that you. Uh, that you addressed back then. I mean, were you comfortable with yourself then, or did no. you did it take time? Did you have to get to like New York and be like, oh, I, I'm I'm not the abnormal one.
3: I got to college, and that was when it that was when it was like, I, and I and I knew I knew, and and in my head I was like, just get to Chicago, like just get get to school get out of Iowa and then you'll be fine. Like I knew it in my head and like that was, that was my, that was my goal. Um, And it, and you know, obviously it was like, you know, and of course, like, you know, at that point, like my parents were totally on board and like fine. And my mom was of course not surprised at all. And, uh, but, uh, but yeah, like, um, but the overweight thing, like I think of a lot of it was just sort of like, um, as much as I was like trying to ingratiate myself to everybody and, and be, you know, you know, funny and nice to everybody. I think I was also trying to disappear in a way. Like I think it was – that was in the other half of it in the, oh, in the sense that like, you know, I didn't consider myself because I, I you know, love – and, you know, granted it's high school. So, you know, it it, it can't be any – more than like whatever you know high schoolers go through in terms of you know relationships and all of that and discovering themselves but like even then like it wasn't even an option for me so like i think in a way it was kind of a way of kind of uh i i didn't think i deserved it and i didn't think i would ever have it when i was in high school so like i just didn't didn't care and i kind of like ate my feelings. Yeah. In
1: that way. I mean cuz I never, you know, you know, to me like a person's weight really shouldn't define who they are, but if you but if it's the but if it's the result of really unhealthy choices, then I sort of feel like, oh, well, you know, don't don't so much worry about your weight. Worry about if you're doing things that are destructive to yourself, sure. like maybe try to understand that mm-hmm. and make make healthier emotional choices. Right. And then if the other part follows, great. And if not, it doesn't matter. But you should just – you should really find a way to be happy with no, yourself. No, I know.
3: Totally. And I think a lot of it too was like the – it was where I grew up and it was the time too because like, you know, like, you know, growing up like where I, where I went to school, it was like you're either a jock or you are nothing, you know, what right. you know or you're like in terms of physicality. You know what right. I mean? Like there's no real – like you're either like playing the sports – Or you are, you know, walking in a circle around the gym and, you know, like... Going to McDonald's afterwards with your friends.
1: Well, maybe you should. Uh, you know, I'm sure. You, maybe if you have a reunion coming up in a couple of years, you can go there and uh, see how all the jocks uh, fared. Right. I know. Yeah. To- <laughs> well, I'm, I'm on
3: Facebook like everybody else.
1: So <laughs> don't
3: think I don't notice. <laughs> are,
1: there, are there any people? Did, did, were, were, so you said people were pretty cool to you in school.
3: They were fairly cool. Yeah. I mean, like you know, I had been called like fag and like you know, you know, fat ass and all that
1: shit. <sighs> but can I say these things? I yeah. Can, yeah. You know, no. Of course. I can say these. Of course. <laughs> like, no. I mean, 8, if thousand bleeps. No. 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 I wouldn't. I won't. I I would never. I wouldn't bleep that. The only time I would bleep that. The only time I would bleep that word is if someone said it in a disparaging manner. Right. But as part of your experience, and and telling the story of you know like what you went through, I think it's I think it's I think it's fine to to say what you went through.
3: Well, yeah, and that and that was it. Yeah, and so but but it was never like again. No one ever beat me up. No one ever like you know it never got physical or to the point where I was like really afraid for my well being. but it definitely like, you know, I had been called, you know, those things. And, uh, and yeah. And, and, you know, again, that all just like worked in my head where I was like, just get to just, <laughs> just, just put just, your head down. It's going to be over soon. Yeah. Get to Northwestern. I mean, it's you're so fine. You're
1: lucky that you had that and that you had a supportive family. Cause imagine how many people, Go through that. I'm sure you have a million times. How many people go through that? But they don't have any support structure, so they're just like, I don't know. I guess I'm not any. I guess I'm not gonna, you know, be happy. Maybe yeah. I don't deserve to be. Like, how, you know, how if if anyone's listening who's maybe going through something similar, do you have advice
3: for for that type of situation? Abs- well, I mean, I mean, what all I can say is, um, find your passion, and through that, you will find people who love you no matter what you look like and and you know and and who you are and you know who you love like you will find community there and once you find the community those people that community will inspire you hopefully if you're receptive to it to make healthy choices and take care of yourself in the best way i mean really it's like it 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 is i again it's it I was lucky in the sense that I went to I went to a school where I met amazing people who loved me and supported me and are my friends to this day. And without them, you know, I wouldn't be. T- <laughs> I don't <laughs> again. I keep repeating myself. No, I wouldn't but- be sitting here with you. I, I hear what you say. Um, but but yeah, that's that would be my only advice. Is like find your passion, stick with it. And through that, you will find community and support and love, and that's really what we're all looking for, I
1: think. And the second you got to Chicago, were you like, ah, a little bit, yeah? I mean, it was
3: a little bit of a transition. I mean, I was living like my freshman year, I was like living in this huge dorm on the no- on north the north campus in Northwestern, which was in the frat quads, and like. You know, every, the, the bathrooms didn't get cleaned over the weekend. And so, of yeah. course, Friday night, someone would puke in the middle of the bathroom and it would sit there. <laughs> no. And you're literally like leaping over it to get to the shower. And like, the dorms you know, never figured that out. It is, no. I mean, hopefully now they have. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. And so um, at first it was – then I moved, and then, and then I got more involved. You know, like, your freshman year is a lot about, like, uh, I'm fulfilling uh, requirements and such. And then as, as the years go on, you get more and more involved in, you know, your major. And, like, for me, it was theater. And, like, just getting more involved in my acting class and, like, developing those connections. And, you know, with my acting teacher and with my, my, uh, my classmates, like, really, really brought me out of my shell and, like, helped me, like... Just figure out who I was and like learn to like, you know, love myself as much as I can. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, you know, it's <laughs> still a process, you know. Like, well, I think, I think
1: if, if you have – also if you have any degree of, uh, y- y- you know, you don't – there's this sort of weird thing that happens where you're like, well, I want to be able to love myself. But I also I don't wanna get cocky. And so you sort of like beat yourself down a little bit. So you're like, well, I don't want to get a big head. So you beat yourself down and you're self-deprecating. But then the danger is like, well, you don't wanna you don't wanna do that too much because you still you're not you're not doing anyone any good if you beat yourself up all the time.
3: No, absolutely. It's absolutely true. And you know, and that's you know, and of course, that's the human condition. I mean, you know, we're like constantly like writing that line our entire lives, you know, between like self-acceptance and then also like maintaining, you know, self-awareness, you know, whereas like, (laughs) you know, figuring out, you know, not, yeah. And being able to relate to people without like feeling like you're, you know, above them (laughs) or below them, it's finding that middle ground. And, um, yeah, I, I, that's, yeah, that, yeah. (laughs) Well, you're, I mean, it's, it's,
1: it's kind of, It's kind of cool because now you're in this position where you can be a role model to people. Right. And you can, I mean, you know, Uh, isn't that amazing?
3: It's insane. It's amazing. And and,
1: they can benefit from your struggles and your mistakes and your choices and your good choices.
3: I know. And that's like, that's the goal. Obviously, that's like an amazing part of it. And also unbelievably terrifying. (laughs) Well, like, like part of it too is like, you know, not to get like too actory or whatever, but like it's a weird it's a weird line or to walk because as an actor, especially the kind of actor that I see myself as, which is a character actor like Of course, I'm sitting here telling you everything about my life, but like, (laughs) it's a weird thing because like, you want to also like, like the, the character actors I respect the most, I know nothing about, you know what I mean? And like, I, I, you know, like personally, because like the, we're creating illusion here, you know what I mean? And so it's like, I think it's easier, like as you know, for your career or as an actor, you know, the less that is known about me personally, the easier it is for me to, you know, inhabit another character without people like having, you know preconceived ideas about who i am oh, and like I what i'm doing yeah I which is the same reason why like the worst critics to ever bring to a play or a show or anything that you're in are your parents and your best <laughs>
2: friends because they are
3: like they're like they're like screw you you don't you don't make that face you don't say that well you I, don't do those things
1: i hear I, you know? d- I hear what you're saying but i also think you know people are savvy now they know you're True. you know they know Oswald's a, a different guy, make the, you know. I would hope. <laughs> I certainly, I certainly, I certainly respect the idea of like, well, you know, I want to keep some stuff t- that's private, so I have my own, you know, protective bubble. But just as I, I you, I, I think even as a character actor, you could still. I don't think it's terrifying because. You don't really – to be a role model, and especially you, and all my interactions with you, you've been nothing but just the nicest guy, (laughs) is that um, uh, you don't have to be anything more than just yourself. And just being yourself – and it's hard to process that because you think, oh, I have to do something to be a role model or I have to do something to help. And you don't. You just have to be you. You know, and so you you know your experiences and the things that you've learned, you know, like that's part of the legacy that you'll leave to the world. It's like these are my experiences. This is what I went through, and other people will benefit from that. Just knowing, hey, that guy seems like he turned out okay. Maybe I'm not so bad after all. So I I don't think it's as daunting as it actually sounds. Right.
3: However, it, it the it, just having influence on anybody is so <laughs> terrifying. You know what I mean? Like. Don't God, shit don't in know. public. Yeah, I know. Don't right? take a shit in the street. Yeah, God as long forget. as you don't
1: take a shit in the street, you're gonna be fine. Uh oh, I, I just. Oh uh, man, on my way over. Here. No, you know what? See what's great about it you. was Sunset Boulevard, though, so that doesn't matter. Doesn't It's already covered in shit. You, you could do weird stuff like that and just be like. I'm researching for my character exactly because that's what Oswald would do. He's
3: probably taking a shit in the street. <laughs> I mean, I'll talk to Bruno Heller about that. And see if we can work that into season two. I'll have to get my <laughs> double to do it though. Um, but that was the other thing too about getting this role. Like, like you know, like I spent like so many years being like, being like, you know, if I only get this one thing, and and it wasn't even on this magnitude, but it was just like, if I only get like a recurring role on a TV show or, you know, and that was really my goal, like it, just to work consistently. If only I get that, everything will be solved. Of course. All the problems will go away. And, and you that know, happened, right? Oh yeah. Everything's <laughs> no more sunshine problems. and roses. And I just took a shit on sunset. Boulevard. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no. And the, but that's the thing is that like, yeah, it, it doesn't. And, but it obviously, a lot of problems have been solved in certain ways. Like a lot of pressure is taken off and like of me, like in terms of like, you know, the actual physical costs a lot to live in New York city. You know, I have health insurance, which a lot of people in this country do not. And these are things that I'm totally grateful for. And like, have made my life so much easier in that way. However, you know, then my, what my identity for the last 15 years has been like, a struggling actor. And then what happens to the person who gets what they want? I mean, this is the line from Willy Wonka, (laughs) right? His answer was they lived happily ever after. That's not exactly true. You know, it just sort of like illuminates the other things that, you know, deep down I was sort of like passing off to like, Oh, you know, I feel this way because I don't have the regular part on a TV show you know what i mean like deferring all of the you know like so it's been a really it's like this year has been yeah what are you what are you gonna defer and, now? Like how are you gonna
1: defer happiness now? I know, right? Like <laughs> that fucking universe called your bluff, like, man. Do I actually have to be happy now? Like what the <laughs> hell? Okay, what here's the show. Feel like? Now they're just staring at you like, hey, you be happy. Okay. Yeah.
3: Oh, 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 oh am I being happy oh, now? I don't oh, know. Am I happy? I don't know. Is this good? Yeah, right. Am I appreciating this moment as much as I should? You know? Yeah. It's but again, like uh, Danny Cannon, who's our executive producer who you know is an amazing guy. He directed uh the pilot and the and the, the last episode of Gotham. And he also directs all of our post production. He has an amazing term for this and he calls it champagne problems.
1: Yes, of course. These are champagne They're problems. They're champagne problems.
3: You know, and so, like, I, of course, like, you know, it, it's nothing compared to what people are going through, you know, with their day to day lives. Yeah. Know? But
1: it's just part of, you know, we,
3: we all go through this in certain ways. So.
1: Well, and also, if you, like you said, you know, if you're used to being struggling actor guy, you know, you're going to have patterns that were established for years that you like, ha- like habitual thinking that you have to figure out how to get out of.
3: Right, totally. And then, like, you know, to this day, like I, you know, like the second I feel that I have a moment where I'm like, "Oh, things are actually might be okay," <laughs> crashing into my brain is like, "Don't get used to it. It's going to go away. It's going to go
1: away." You that, know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's just that's just because of what we do. It, I, you're, you're so used to things. Just being in the wind, like oh, I gotta
3: think on the verge. "Ah, So close, right? Yeah, right. Where does it? You know, totally. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it goes, you know, like it it comes and it goes. But you know, it's I think if you, you, and you can't fully control it, right? You can't mostly control it, but you know, you can't control the choices that you make, and you can control being nice to people and you can't control working hard and you can't control appreciating stuff and you know, all that stuff helps and you can control saving your money, (laughs) saving your money. You can control like, you know, the next kind of role that you take and you know, like you can take the Cranston route and be like, I'm going to do something totally unpredictable or you could do something like it's just lucky. It's it, uh, you, you can, you're more, I think you're safer than you think you are. It's just, we're taught in this business to never get comfortable. Because right. it just doesn't want you to get comfortable. No,
3: totally. Exactly. Like you feel like like once you get comfortable, then you're then you're dead in the water. You know, <laughs> then you're like,
1: then it's over. I yeah. think complacency is bad. Right. I don't think I don't think being comfortable is terrible, but I do think it's important to constantly making yourself a little bit uncomfortable so you're just growing and so you're learning and you're trying new things
3: yeah right absolutely yeah but like, i don't think
1: you have to be a miserable uncomfortable person 100 percent of the time i
3: know it could go that way too yeah i mean how many people do you know who are that way like who do have success and yet it's never ever enough and they are just as intolerable as yeah. you know the, the people who are you know like pining for something that will never happen you know it's like yeah, finding the it's kind of a, a that's kind turn. of a
1: pathology though. Like those are people that you know, no matter what. No, you weren't happy when you weren't working. Now you're happy when you're working. You know, you're not happy when you were not working now you are happy when you are work you know you are right. not happy when you are working, so you're just not going to be. You just you just have to figure out why you're not happy, you,
3: right? And it and it goes beyond career. There's yeah, it goes like you, it, yeah.
1: Because when you envision that dream job, which it seems like you have now, right? You, when you're envisioning it, you always just you just think of the 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 headlines parts of it of like. I'm on a show and people like me and I'm making money. Like, you you know, you don't think about, uh, the work and the pressure and, the you know, like how it affects and being more public and what that means. And like, you don't ever take into account all that stuff. So it is, you know, it's a change and it's, change is always scary no matter what. (laughs) That's
3: exactly it. Like, it's just like, yeah, the, the change has been insane. And like, you know, yeah. And then, yeah. And navigating who you are through that change, that's that's the challenge,
1: and you ha- and certainly you know if you you don't have to talk about anything you don't want to, but it, I'm guessing that you have a partner that you've had within your that's supportive and is kind of oh, yeah. keeping you, ke- you know, keeping you tethered to yeah, reality. He's, he's keeping
3: this whole <laughs> ship afloat. I mean, Oswald exists because of my husband, for sure. I mean, oh, that's like, nice. Yeah, it's it's amazing, and like I mean, we've been together over over eleven years. Oh my gosh, we've been married for over, almost four and like yeah and he he's you know he's just he, yeah and he's brilliant and he also you know works in the business and like he's a you know he he keep he you know he sees me spiraling and he's able to be like
1: you know take a second so what's your relationship take, advice cuz 11 years in this t- i mean in 11 years in in this business is Incredible, and I know that that you know that might bum people out to hear that eleven years is a long time. And this, but it is a really long. It's a that's a you have a very successful relationship, yeah. And how do you how did you maintain it, particularly with the kind of tumultuous nature of what we have to go through?
3: Well, I think we, you know, like we've been lucky in the sense that, like you know, like. Again, like we've been together for such a long time. We got together when we were both young and, you know, things were just starting out. So we've been able to, like, navigate, like, you know, the the initial starting out excitement and then the dry f- periods where it's really scary. And okay. then now, like, we're going into this other phase where, like, things are happening for both of us and, you know, and, uh, you know. But ultimately I have no advice only because like I just looked out and found like a really awesome dude. Like (laughs) it's just like, like someone who like, you know, honestly like makes me laugh to this day. I know it sounds so cheesy.
1: That's not cheesy. That's important.
3: But like, and also like, you know, like I had someone say to me recently, someone who's in, you know, a long-term relationship who is like, and this is not to, you know, and I, I'm sure every relationship is different, but he was like, he was like, do you ever have moments where you're like sitting down at dinner and you just you just have nothing to say to each other? And I did, I you know, I do. I mean, there are times where we're sitting down and like it's just you know we're just gonna eat and like you know you can't like obviously <laughs> talk to someone for well, a yeah, good yeah. day. Like so, yeah, exactly. Like, have a good day. Yeah, have a good day. Blah blah blah. Did you see what happened on CNN? You know, like we could do that forever. But at the same time, like. We never are at a lack of things to talk about. Like I, th- you know, he, I, again, like he's just really smart, and I find him like incredibly interesting, like to this day. And so, like, I just feel incredibly lucky, and I only hope that everyone can find that. You know, like it's just it, it, it's ra- it's random. I we met in an audition, <laughs> for God's sake. Oh, really? Yes. Yes, we've been. What had was it an audition, audition for? Do you for remember? Frito Lay stacks. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with the product. <laughs> was Frito Lay was trying to horn in on the
1: Pringles? Yep. Properly. they were going to stack that. The problem is our chips aren't stacked. They're not stacked in the. Yeah, people exactly. want things in stacks. Yeah, Research right. shows people like stackable food. And that's totally how I talked in the audition. I was yeah. like, Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we want stacks. Stack this shit, Frito Lay. Yeah, this shit, Frito Lay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, and, uh, thankfully neither of us got a job because we were both into, it worked in LA and we we were both New York based and like, we, we were both, we neither, it was a callback and we, we were, neither of us were, it were, were, were cast. And so we were both able to run into each other at the bar that weekend. Hey! Yay! And so, yeah. It's I a mean, good thing you there. guys weren't
1: stacked material.
3: I know, right? Thank you Frito-Lay for never <laughs>
1: hiring me. Did you guys talk at all at the audition or just like we
3: did we talked just as you do like when you're an audition you know like and you know it's a weird environment where like you're like sitting with a bunch of people who are all going out for the same part and it's a callback too and like we're all really want it you know because we're all like you know struggling actors in new york city and like but you know like some people talk some people don't I tend to be the one I'm, I'm, I am I talk when I'm nervous, <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and, and so does he. And so we just, we taught, I think we talked about the Jetsons for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, Cause we, it's great. T- Cause it's amazing. Yeah. And we were trying to remember, and this is, again, this was 2004. Mm-hmm. So like, this is before, this is flip phone flip flip phone time. Yeah. So, you know, can't just like oh my god! Sound like such an old like you
1: can't, you know you have a question. <laughs> the old you don't Google phones. it
3: immediately. No, you know what I mean. Like you actually have to like talk about it, and maybe you don't answer your question. God forbid. And you just don't know. And you, just don't know. you just don't know. But you had a conversation. Did about you it. answer the question? What was yes, it? we found out that Rosie was the name of Rosie the, was the maid. Was the of the robot
1: maid? Yes, yeah. exactly. That was the conversation. I, if I were there, I could have just told you that. Right. I'm sorry, I wasn't there. I, well, it's good thing you were. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm curious. In the uh, this is this may sound like a really dumb question but it's just something that I'd never thought of before Mm-mm. but uh it, it, in the gay community if you meet a dude that you like is there any part where you're like are we just bonding cuz we're guys or or is this person and should I like how do you know when I had no idea
3: like especially in an audition place especially in 2004 there must
1: be a whole other added it was weird a t- mystery thing well, yeah. that I never you know people don't have to
3: Right, exactly. And also, you know, like we're going in for like, dude with Frito-Lay. And so like, you know, that tends to bleed over into your like personality (laughs) when you're in the waiting room, you know, like, like, I had no idea he was gay. He didn't know I was gay. And again, like, you know, we didn't get the job. And then I we ran into each other at the gay bar. Nice. Not the gay. I mean, it was New York City. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's one. There's, That's so crazy. There's Only one. Can I don't you know think there's it? more there. The,
3: You'd be no. That place must be this, so was crowded. 2004, Chris. <laughs> no, no,
1: no. Uh,
3: so yeah. So we were like, and then so yeah, I saw him there, and I was like, I was like, holy crap! I was like. And, you know, again, this was 2004. It was the first time that I had ever seen anyone from the audition world. And I, you know, was auditioning with like the same guys. Like we were all sort of all going out for the same parts. First time I had seen someone who was like out of the closet enough to go to a freaking gay bar. And so I was like, oh, my God, I have to talk to I have to talk to him. Because, you know, like, we were just at the thing and we should, you know, we should be friends. If he's like, you know, comfortable enough with himself to like go to a gay bar, you know, and so like that's, and that was like why, that was initially like why I was like, I had to go over and say hello. And so, yeah. And even then, like, even then we didn't exchange numbers. And then we ran into each other again randomly on, on the street. And I was with Billy Eichner. Billy and I were walking back to our apartment and, uh, and we ran into into uh, my husband and my future husband, and, he, and we just, like, talked. And then we walked away, and Billy Eichner was like, you should date that guy. He's now a producer on Billy on the Street. <laughs> and he is, like, you know, does amazing things for Billy on the Street and for Funny or Die. I mean, like, you know, it's just amazing how things work out. Like, that's the other good thing about getting older is, like... These random things that happen in your life, these random, like, occurrences and meetups and instances where, like, at the time you thought it was, like, eh, who knows, whatever. And then you get older and you look back and it's like, oh, God, if
1: – I have another story. Uh,
3: yeah. But, but uh, you're like, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't have married. I mean, you're all married. fixtures
1: in each other's lives now.
3: I know. And it's like, yeah, we're Thanks all Thanks to connecting. stacks. Thanks to <laughs> Frito-Lay. <laughs> but also thanks to, and I'm going to tie this back into Gotham. There was an episode and I forget what number. I think it was 15. Uh, It's the episode where uh, Oswald, Jim and, and uh, Bullock go upstate to the farm to uh, investigate this, this cache of information that commissioner Loeb has. And, you know, and don't, it's okay if you don't remember. But but it's like – so we go up to this farmhouse and we run into like this creepy old couple. The woman who played the creepy old lady is this actress named Becky Ann Baker who uh, is married to Dylan Baker who is an actor on uh, The Good Wife. Mm-hmm. And she also plays – oh, she plays uh, Lena Dunham's mom on okay. Girls. And she's an incredible actress. Uh, she – I. Uh, w she she and my husband were in the same theater festival way back in two thousand one or two. and because of her, my husband got his agent. And was then able to be at that audition. Oh, it all comes back around. And then I blow her away with a shotgun in Gotham. <laughs> like the last, like literally, <laughs> like blow her away in the face. Have you ever I seen, like, have you ever seen insane. the show?
1: Did you ever see the old British show Connections?
3: No, I haven't.
1: Oh, it's a classic.
3: Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Uh, is it like a, a, like an 80s show? Yeah. yeah. And, and they talk about with like. James Burke. it's a science. It's but,
1: sort of science but it's more about history and like.
3: The used to rerun it on like the the science channel yes, or discovery yes, or something like yes, late yes. at like two o'clock in the morning or That's something.
1: That's my favorite kind of stuff where it's like Ugh. if this person hadn't invented this kind of gun it's like how chewing exactly gum led to about. the first satellite. Yes. You know? And it was
3: like all like three two one contact kind of like yes. graphics and stuff. Yes. Oh my God I totally know exactly what you're talking God, about. God I haven't
1: heard a l- three two one contact reference in oh, a long I, time. I just <laughs> I posted like the intro
3: to Twitter the other day. <laughs> I don't know what possessed me but that song is amazing. Like it's like guitar and like, yeah, three, two, one, contact. I can't.
1: It, I just remember like, contact, contact is the reason for the notion where
3: everything happens. 30-something.
1: Oh, Yay. Yeah, I wish. Uh, it's a, a, a great space coaster. Were you a fan? Of, did you see that show? I uh, know. Because that was another one of those shows that... The song was in was on on my iTunes and it just was on shuffle and then it just came up the other day. Oh yeah, and I hadn't heard it in years. Were
3: you like living your life like just
1: jamming out? It's 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 such a weird Great Space Coaster was such a weird show.
3: What was it? What was it? Was it British? Was it? It
1: wasn't British. It was um, it was just basically like a children's sort of sketch comedy show. Okay, I think it was kind of educational. Um oh, that sounds and, and it uh there was a character called Gary Ganoo uh who read the news, which she called the Ganous. Oh uh, the it, it, I, I don't cute. know why I'm I'm focused on this at no, the moment since I anyway. don't remember it, but if I can uh, if I can pull it up. Maybe if maybe if you hear a bit of the theme song, you'll it will it, uh In
3: the very least I will pretend that I know it.
1: So great this wasn't
3: worth nothing i <laughs> just <Yeah>. kidding <laughs> so, so I
1: just had to breeze by the Greatest American Hero theme To get to, oh, the, that's good. to the Great Space Coaster We can listen to that too Let's see if this uh... So 70
2: Oh I oh,
0: do you know this get on, board. get on On the Great Space Coaster We'll explore.
1: It's like a sketch we'll of a weird kid show. The Living. Yeah, uh, it's it's super trippy. Ah, children's entertainment was very trippy when we were growing up, and now was. it seems much more grounded. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. When you look
3: at, I just did a thing where I.
1: Uh, why did I start with this story?
3: I I I presented a scholarship. It's a Fred a Fred a Fred Rogers scholarship, and then it got me remembering Mr. Rogers' neighborhood and what was the name Miss Lady Elaine?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: How fucking cra- <laughs> sorry.
1: <laughs>
3: you could say that. How crazy did she look? Yeah. Do you remember like the no? The I'm going to say it looked- for you. Lady looked fucking crazy. She looked insane. Yeah. And this was like you know now, it, our children show everything. Must be cute. Yeah, I mean, there you can't have some. She looked like Elaine Stritch. I mean, it was like Elaine Stritch in puppet form. <laughs> Maybe that's who they based it. I would not be surprised in the slightest if that yeah, was. A... I, I don't know. I think they were. And just... And that may inform a lot of things about me and the choices <laughs> that I've made in my life. The amount of Mr.
1: Rogers. If there hadn't been Lady Elaine, you wouldn't have decided to go into which brought you
3: right. Into... I wouldn't have seen you know Elaine <laughs> Stritch on Broadway. I mean, who where would I be right now? I don't know. See, it's connections. It's
1: all connections. Mm-hmm. I think that show might be on Netflix. Can you see oh. if Connections is on Netflix, Katie? God, I hope so. Uh, because it's such a, it's it, every episode is endlessly fascinating. And the guy like,
3: with like lo- he had like that long gray hair and yes, like eight the, rows of teeth and Bri- the British
1: British professor. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, the yeah, best. The best. Would you ever like host a show? Do you think? Totally.
3: Or, Why not? Did you ever? No. No. I auditioned for a lot of them. I did. I, I did the like. I would go into Nickelodeon like for a while. I would go like in like at least once a week and be like. Hey, this is Rob and Lord Taylor, and we're um, here, and uh, we're gonna watch uh, some uh, Doug and Doug D- D- was that Doug, a show? yeah. yeah. I,
1: you, I think you're confusing Doug and Ed, Ed, and Eddie.
3: Ah, yes, I am.
1: That, mm-hmm. If I was just, if I could just kind go out of, on a limb for I, a second, you know everything. I know a, a, a yeah. sampling of things. You're, is it on? Know, uh, just on DVD. What? Yeah. Come oh. on, Netflix, stream yes, that, is that, is that shit. That that shit. Yeah, that's oh, it. Oh, it. There's yeah, James it. Burke. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Connections. Connections. Today With we'll a, see how toenails led to the nuclear reactor. Exactly
3: yes. Yep. Another show. I uh, I I it was the British parody like of connections. Look uh, around you. Look around
1: you. Peter Serafinovich, yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. Yep a fucking amazing... Good Lord. Look around you. Maths. Look around you. <laughs> yes. Oh,
3: my God. No one knows about this. Yeah. I, no, I, would, I, I, think,
1: I, I think a lot of people listening to this podcast probably know, but if you don't look up, look around look you. Look around you. It'll change your life. It'll absolutely change your life. Yes. Yes. So what do you... Now, uh, are you pretty focused on Gotham, or do you have side stuff that you want to get going, or your own
3: projects? Yeah. I, well, I'm, uh, I'm hopefully... I and I'm I, I and I don't want to be vague, but I have to be vague. But like, hopefully, I have a there's hopefully an independent film that's coming around the bend that would be nice to work on in mm-hmm. the next month. Um, we're close to nailing that down, uh, and yeah, and then it's but you know we 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 have two and a half months, and so it's like it's not really a lot of time to really get involved in something. But really, I yeah, and I just. See, and then the other thing, too, is that everyone asks me, like, you know, are you afraid of being
1: recognized as the Penguin for the rest of your life? <laughs> it's like, Which is a shitty, front-loaded know? question.
3: I, do you know, like, what is the alternative? You know, like, the alternative is
1: never working. <laughs> well, you know, also, like, it, TD- and
3: also, this is an iconic... Like, what is
1: bad about that? No, it, you know what? It's not... The, you, that's a ridiculous question because people things just don't work that way anymore. No, exactly. Because you know you're one good film away from all of a sudden like completely breaking out like it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Even
3: if I wasn't, even if it like just ended, you know. Thankfully, by the second season, even if it just ends at the second season, like come on I mean it's amazing to be part of this to to have this in in my life you know like I don't fear like because that well, in another part like you know <laughs> okay I'm gonna actually like you know stand up for myself break it and have, down and have and have self-pride in the sense that I do believe that like I have enough talent to be oh god
1: say even say you have enough talent
3: like, stop it I'm good enough, I'm smart enough. And god God, darn it, people people likely.
1: Yeah, you have you have have enough you are you are confident in your abilities. I'm confident enough
3: in my abilities that like even if it's and I'm not looking for, you know, like to be, you know, in the next Steven Spielberg movie or anything. But like, you know, I have a feeling like, you know, like there will be things. The fact that I was even in things before this is a miracle. What if you Steven know what
1: Spielberg I mean? was listening to the podcast and he was just dialing your number like, and then oh, then just no, his, I want to be. he just closed his flip phone. Steven, I really want to be in that <laughs> If you're listening right now. Or if one of your kids are listening. Okay. Yeah, no, no because especially, you know, you kind of have a focused path too, where you're like, I want to be a character actor. I want to disappear into roles. And I feel like they're, you know, particularly because of the boost that Gotham will give you, if you just want to like be in a cool thing, if you just want to be in a cool independent movie, you could just you could do that now because people are like, well, fuck yeah, of course we're gonna want that guy. Bring it, and then you'll get to you know dye your hair a different color and be a completely different person. Well, that's the
3: other good thing about the character too is that like I don't naturally look like Oswald. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, God willing, the show will run for years. Knocking on wood, I. Uh, but you know, like at the end of it, and that's the great thing about the character is that I'll be able to like. Go back to my natural state of blondness and the, just the yeah. way I look, and like sort of put the character away. Like, there's I. What I love about the character is that like the actual physical transformation is just so, so much a part of who he is. With 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 his mannerisms, the way he speaks, the way he looks, the way he walks, all of these things are come into creating this character, which is like amazing for an actor because it's like yeah, it's like all these other you know aspects that you know it's it's not just me you know like there's a physical transformation which is nice and so like like god forbid it ends but when it does i'll be able to just sort of put it away and move along and change yeah. and go I mean, back to and you if
1: know. you wanted to if you wanted to embrace that the rest of your life you could you could be like I, i'm the penguin i'm the be like you could identify as that but i think if you if you make choices to do other things you know, then you you don't have to just. You, the point is, you you will have a lot of options, I well, <laughs> and you're going to be okay. I, we, you're yeah, going to be
3: we'll you're going to be a okay. We'll see, man. I mean, anyway, it's all it's all good. It's all good, and you know, like think about being typecast. And I've said this a million times. And oh, d- my husband told me to stop apologizing for repeating things. <laughs> but I just did it again. No, repeat. Uh, I like I. The second half of the term "typecast" is cast. Yeah, you know, and like when you've gone like 15 years, like you know, working like very intermittently, this is the goal. And so, anything after this is
1: fantastic because you can make different choices and you can do different fun things. Whatever. And yeah. you know, so you're up for doing whatever. And also, I think we have it on record as you saying, "Was it fuck Spielberg? I, I'm <laughs> not. Did I get that wrong? Chris, Robin don't Lord Taylor do this says fuck Steven Spielberg. No, wait, no, what? No, oh, did I not? I said." Oh, I'm sorry. No, I said I want to fuck
3: Steve. Oh. <laughs> that was also a joke. That was a joke.
1: That was a joke. That was a joke. He just opened his flip phone I, again. I, oh, oh, okay. Good. Well, in that case. Good. Oh, uh, my God, I can't believe it. But, uh, you know, it's, this just sailed by. This, You know, we've been talking for an hour. Holy crap. It feels like 10 minutes. I, I
3: just, dude, I can't thank you enough for of being course. so nice. I, like, the talking to was an amazing moment in my life. Honestly, and your energy is just unparalleled, and I can't thank you enough for being so kind and so supportive of the show and of The Walking Dead and just of me in general. And it's really, it really means everything. I like
1: meeting nice people, and you know, it's. It's very important because not everyone is nice And so when you meet nice people You're like, I want that person to, you know I want them to do well Because there needs to be more nice people in the business
3: oh, dude, I yeah. need so much to be <laughs> no idea.
1: Besides the fact that you're immensely talented I mean, like, that's, yeah, whatever. you know Well, I know, whatever That part's cool, too But it, hey. it's, you know it, And that's why I think it's kind of better To have to struggle for a little while So that you really appreciate the opportunities when they come along, and then you really give them the care and that they, and gratitude that they. I deserve.
3: agree. I'm just so happy this is happening at this point in my life because I think if it was happening like ten years ago, I would be uh, on some. Probably some e program, <laughs> <laughs> not in the most like, flattering fashion. <laughs> right. TMZ would be a lot more prevalent in my life, or something. Yeah.
1: The stacks guy, Robin uh, Lord Taylor. Like know, you would just yeah. you'd be the Frito. Yeah, stacks right. The truly stacks guy. Really guy. Right. Well, uh, the season finale of Gotham is Monday, May fourth. And uh, and then you are
3: you back shooting already? No, I'm uh, mid to late June. We we resume.
1: Okay, So it's not that far. I
3: know it's not, and I'm dying to know what happens. I know nothing. <laughs> what they didn't tell you? didn't Nothing. And I, like even like as far as like I don't even know if I can get a haircut because I don't know <laughs> if it like picks up from like where we ended off. I I know nothing. So yeah, I I'm champagne just gonna... problems, dude. champagne problems, dude. <laughs> yes. Good to see you around You too, hotel. man. Thank you so much. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. You.
1: <laughs> Good night. Good day. Good morning. Connections. Internet. The Internet. The Internets. How a Shih Tzu's Eye Booger led to the creation of the Internet. This is our new oh, guest book. No, this read is. Read uh... from the Book of Mormon. Oh,
3: no. Wait, are they really doing another one?
1: another uh, I don't know Are they doing another
3: Beetlejuice? They keep talking about it like, I've heard rumors
1: I mean It wouldn't surprise me With Birdman and everything People must be like We gotta capitalize oh on that God. shit and He was actually I thought he was fantastic He was <sighs> amazing He's uh, always amazing Well in
3: that But also Saturday Night Live I thought he, he
1: Fucking killed it He's a comedy guy Like Wait, he's a... like, I think I it. just... Oh boy Katie Just got a text from my mom Oh. I want to start doing a podcast. <laughs> yes, that's well, she, brilliant. She's a sports—you know, she's a hardcore sports person. Ooh, which is funny. Both my parents were sports people, and I'm not a sports person. Uh huh. And what's uh, where are you from? Uh, I grew up in Memphis. Okay. <laughs> because they well they no you know there? what that's not true Katie I just liked computers and video games and chess like I didn't and D and D like I just didn't. Did you play Sierra? Are uh, you a Sierra nut? No, I didn't play Sierra.
3: Oh, okay. Like King's Quest or any of
1: that? I played like, Oh Sierra, the game, the game yeah, company. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I played King's Quest. I had a my roommate had a computer that GTS? uh GGS? No, it was a, um, uh, what did he have? Gateway two thousand. It wasn't I had a Gateway two thousand. This was in the this was in the this was in the early nineties. Yeah. it was uh, I don't, it wasn't I had a tandy, my first computer was a tandy. My dog's Tandy Why didn't we get into this on the podcast? Shit. We're still recording. Oh really? So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, my my my, uh, uh, my roommate had uh, King's Quest on his computer, and I wish I could remember the computer. But this was the early '90s, and the computer ran at 11 megahertz. But if you hit the turbo button, you could kick it up to 22 megahertz, and then Work. you could. And then in King's Quest, he would walk twice as fast, yeah. because the processor was going. I think, faster. I think my friend had that. Yeah,
3: <laughs> that was such a relief. We a had l- the disc. We had the. We didn't have a hard drive in my our first computer, and my parents got me King's Quest four course because it's the one where the princess runs around
1: <laughs> I was really into it <laughs>
3: um and i uh, it was like 12 floppy disks oh yeah so it
1: would be like please insert disc please two, please insert
3: disc two disc eight and then god forbid if you accidentally went off the screen back to a previous disc when you didn't mean to then you had to insert the disc go back go back insert the other disc just to go back uh, you know i really
1: i know this sounds weird but i really like the consistency of a floppy disk like it just had a great feeling to it
3: yeah there was something nice yes you knew yes Shink, shrunk
1: and then shut the little the, Shink, the door. and then the
3: yeah you had to manually shut the door
1: so good oh
3: my god no let's go, so back.
1: Li- <laughs> go back let's go back to floppy disks
3: my my uh my cousin works at google and they uh, and he t- he took me to well he's in Pittsburgh but he comes to New York to the New York Google New York Google offices ah, office
1: they're pretty time. sweet yeah
3: um, have you been yeah so you've been to like the the uh, like the museum of old computers that still
1: oh, work I've been to uh, n- no okay they no. have like a
3: whole hall of like. Handies and Gateway 2000s and Apple 2GSs and Apple 2Es and like I had an a- them. All, they all do their thing. Like you can play Oregon Trail and whatnot. Oh, that's
1: fucking rad. It's yeah. I used to play Zork on the Apple 2E. Oh, man. Because my the chess club, the math department had uh, Apple 2Es when I was in school. Yes. And so With that's where I played text-based the, games. Yeah. The, right. the, the the light green glow and sure uh, I, remember- I love those machines. We
3: had a game where in my school where you were like, you played, t- you were a red blood cell and I don't remember the name of this game. Someone out there needs to find this. Oh, that but sounds really familiar. You played like a red blood cell who like went through the body and, you know, did certain things and like aligned yourself with like white blood cells or something. I'm probably misrem- misremembering <laughs> this, but it really blew my mind back in the day. Although it was, it was no Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail is no, there. no. Um,
1: that stands yeah, the that, test of time. That is, uh, forever. To this that day, and Dork for me.
3: Ever. Okay. I, just, I just said whatever. I
1: don't know what to say. Thank you very
3: much. Hey. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Great. Amazing.
1: Uh, what's, what's up next? Do you have a
3: couple? Of... I, I just have to go live tweet Gotham at some point. <laughs> oh, it's Monday. That's right. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah,
1: we have it. Oh, and you're wearing a Suthien Stevens shirt. I am. Yeah, he's great.
3: Isn't he great? Do you yeah. have the new album?
1: I don't have it yet.
3: It is fantastic. It's really, I mean, he went, this was from his last album, which he went kind of on a journey, which was, I loved, but, uh, but, uh, his new one is, is back to very acoustic. Uh, really just, and yeah, it's, it's gorgeous.
1: That's great. Just gorgeous. Yeah. I have the, it's, come on, feel the Illinois album. Ah, uh, that was, yeah, I still listen to over and over oh again. Oh my gosh. Chicago is like one of my favorite albums. Have you met, have you met him? Do you know him? I
3: have not but my husband did and he uh he worked because he's my husband is also a video projection designer so and Sufyan does a lot of video projection design in his live shows yeah. and so he assisted uh the woman who does it for Sufian <laughs> I do not remember the name and so uh so he uh so he got to work on the show, work with him. And then he also like had just at that time bought, a, have, do you have, a, have you ever seen the 3d cameras Yeah, with the two? Yeah. And so, and this, like it had just come out. And so he had like taken like a million photos and then was backstage and showed it to, uh, his supervisor. And she was like, she was like, Sufian has to see this. And so she called sufyan over and then uh, my husband handed it over to her, And he just like spent the next like 45 minutes, just like, freaking out <laughs> like, <laughs> which of course makes perfect sense i mean it was like the 3d camera experience for him was
1: you know that's rad yeah, yeah I, I, love, I love that guy i've never seen him live but i really he's love him. Yeah, he's, he's amazing.
3: amazing live and yeah he's just like yeah super cool dude
0: now leaving nerdist.com enjoy your burrito i'm Shimon yai